Hello and welcome to the Feedback Force podcast, the game design analysis podcast of the End Defender community. We're back, we're on time, uh, and I'm Kelso. And I'm Kyla. And I'm Carl. And it's been two weeks. Yeah. It feels funny. like it's been uh, a lot of things in two weeks. God, yeah. I, it's been a, this has been a long two weeks. I don't know, yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, I've been doing house hunt stuff, which is, like, way more stressful than I thought it was going to be. Um, and, like, I, I don't even know. We've seen 16 places, I think, in the past three weeks. Um, and, like, yesterday we saw a place that we were, like, really excited about. And we're like, we should, con- like, consider making an offer on this. Like, we should look into, like, if we can actually make the finances work. And then, like, less than an hour and a half after we'd seen the place, somebody else's offer got accepted and it's pending inspection. Yeah. Like, God damn it. And the place was on, like, was on listing, was, like, on the market for three months. So, like, you know, it was just, like, a weird coincidence that it wasn't one of those like oh it's on the market for two days and it's such a good deal it goes right off again no like three months this was on the market and the day that we saw it somebody else offered on it like god damn it yeah i think the reason that we like part of the reason that we ended up in this one and that like our the offer like didn't get outbid or whatever is because um this house had been on the market for a few months also but it also the listing didn't have a lot of pictures mm. and so we saw the few pictures that were there and i was like i don't know this looks like it could be good let's just go let's just go walk through it and yeah. i think i think if you find ones that don't have a lot of pictures people are less interested in touring them maybe that's just here yeah. but like that might be a strategy yeah that's fair I think the problem is that, like, given what we want and where we want to be, like, everything that really would fit us is slightly above our price range. Yeah. Yeah. Which is real frustrating. Anyway, how have y'all been? I mean, I busy work, work stuff. <laughs> Not as busy as Carl, but... So, yep. Carl, um, did you survive the past two weeks? I did. Um, I took the day off Friday now, and uh, when I got home Thursday, I was so done. Oh. Um, I felt so bad. Yeah. And uh, now I'm good again. How long did you sleep? Like, what was, well, how long was your big, big nap? So, I didn't. I had a lot of work, so I, but I did sleep well throughout. Okay. However, I slept for fifteen hours. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The sleep, sleeping, the sleep of the truly exhausted. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. We had a sort of a changeover at work. My like. One of my direct managers has, uh, who's been there for like, I don't know, five-ish years, uh, just left. So we had a sort of tearful send-off at the end of last week. And man, like, I don't know, it's it's gonna it's gonna be real weird <laughs> to have like a, I don't know, the structure has, is is changing and it's. It's not bad, it's just like, I don't know, I've been jostled out of my comfort zone a bit. Yeah, I that's like remarkably similar to what I'm dealing with. One of the, uh, like I'm at a really, really small law firm, and um, one of the attorneys left, um, who, she's been at this firm for the exact, like we started the same day. Mm. Um, so it's it's a little weird. I'm like not used to her not being around, and yeah. Um, attorneys leaving a law firm always comes with like clients being shuffled around and files oh, being yeah. shuffled around. So that's been pretty much the entirety of my last two weeks. It's just fun time getting stuff transferred. Yeah, I'm trying to think if but, that like. Hmm? Oh, I'm just coughing. Oh, sorry. No, <laughs> it's fine. I thought you had a like a sudden flash of inspiration. <laughs> no. Um. The uh, I'm trying to think if there's like anything I've even had time to play in the past couple weeks. Uh, we've been um, 
I've been playing some Valheim again because they did an update recently. And uh, I made a house I'm very proud of that has a chimney in the middle. Um, it's like a big, big open area with a big fire pit in the middle and like a, a working chimney. And because Valheim, Valheim actually has like simulates um, uh, like smoke as a thing from fires. Oh, or if you cool. put a, if you put a fire in an enclosed space, it will create smoke, and you can choke to death, and on you'll smoke. die. Yeah. yeah, that's a good learning, like a good learning experience to have. Yeah, so if you want a fire and you don't want it to go out in the rain, you do have to find a way to put a roof over it, but you also have to find a way to ventilate it properly. So, like, actually making like good working chimneys is like not a trivial thing, and I like finally found a design I was really happy with. Nice. Yeah, I should. Is I know we. I think we we talked about Raft recently. Is Valheim like one of those games that you need other people for, or is it like you can play it solo? You can play it solo. I mean, okay. it's very it's very Minecrafty. It doesn't really have like it has a boss it's progression like Terraria does, but it doesn't have mm -hmm. a story to speak of. Um, yeah. So you you know just explore been... the, as much as you want. It's helpful to have a second person to watch your back in case you get like attacked by like a sea serpent or something like that as you're sailing. Mm. Um, but it's you know you can play by yourself. I've just been I've been like sort of sort of craving that kind of like survival crafty uh, thing lately. But nothing's really nothing's really doing it for me. Yeah, raft, um, raft we enjoyed a lot and. We'll probably get back to. I did rage quit it last time we played. Um, oh no! Because it has on normal difficulty, it has a pretty severe death consequence where you, I think, you lose like two thirds of what you're carrying just permanently, um, you, with no way to get it back. Uh, and there was there's a like a secret thing that was uh, like there, you had to dive for it. And there were like a series of uh, like oxygen like stations basically along the way that you could stop at. And I managed to get all the way. Well, so Huck went first and managed to get down there. Uh, and then uh, there was a special rare fish that he was trying to harvest and he like drowned uh, trying to, to get it. So I went down to get his corpse because if you're in multiplayer, you don't if you lose die, you don't instantly lose all your stuff. If someone else can retrieve your corpse and bring it back to a bed, um then you you get to just revive and keep all your stuff. So I went to get his corpse and then I drowned on the way back from cuz I couldn't find his corpse. Oh no. So we both died and lost all our shit. Yeah, and, that's uh, like, and I was upset. That's like a real like slapstick kind of uh kind of full wipe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was unfortunate. But uh you know, I I it wasn't the type of rage quit where it's like never want to play again. I was just frustrated in the moment. I do actually want to like continue and uh yeah. get through to the the ending of it if I can. But then we got caught up in Valheim, so Yeah, that's fair. I um I have been playing uh, I've been playing a Nancy Drew game for the last few days. Ooh. Um, currently playing The White Wolf of Icicle Creek, which is one of the older ones, I think. I don't remember exactly when it came out, but I think, just like looking at the UI, I think it's one of the ones that's a little bit older. Um, you I didn't like go for one. the boat one? <laughs> I have the boat one. I'm, I have, I bought three, like a, I don't know, like a year and a half ago, um, just to like have when I get that urge to play a Nancy Drew game, which I guess I is a thing that I get now. Um, so I played The Secret of Shadow Ranch before, I'm playing The White Wolf of Icicle Creek now, and then Sea of Darkness I have later, for later, for when I get the urge again. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess the nice thing about getting an urge for that is the the fact that there's like 30 of the dang things. Yeah, so. no kidding. So yeah. I... Uh, I don't know. Next time there's a Steam sale, I might just buy like several more just so that I've I've got them. All of them. Yeah. Surely they know. must they must offer a bundle that's like every Nancy Drew they, game they somewhere. Must. Yeah, there's I'm no not way sure they don't. all of them are can run on current. That could be software. true. Yeah. That's true. Those those would probably be better purchased on like GOG if they have them. 
Yeah. Oh I god, find... they, they sell Nancy Drew games in bundles of five. Okay. Oh so yeah, I'm looking. <laughs> you, can go, you can go back through the timeline to whenever your hardware allows. Uh, I was... I, I still think that, like, uh... The Shadow at the Water's Edge is, is, like, one of my, like, favorite mostly walking playthroughs. That was, um, a really, really excellent, uh, like, just moment. Oh, yeah, like... More matter. Nancy Drew 1, Secrets Can Kill, original. Yeah, that one got remastered, I know. Um... When yeah. when did that come out? Oh gosh, I don't even know. I'm not even I don't even see it on the list. Uh nineteen ninety-eight. So <laughs> we've been doing this twenty-five years now. Oh Jesus, yeah. that means they put out like two a year or something. Yeah. There there hasn't been one in a few years. Like the last yeah, one I'm... was Night in Salem, and I'm like, when are they gonna make a new Nancy Drew game? Like I you know, like, I have, like, played all of them and I'm super invested. I'm not. But, you know. Yeah, there's one 2019, then the previous one is 2015. Yeah, I I understand that at their height they did one, like, every six months or so. Um, I mean... But they had a, they had a pipeline. they fast to make. Yeah, I was gonna say, they had a pipeline in place for, like, all they need to do is, like, write it and, like, you know, voice act and sort of bang out the the art assets and, like, the engine is all ready to go. Mm -hmm. um, I think at one point, Sean Bo did a, um, a, like, a few play of a few games on play-by-play. Uh, -play. And uh, someone who had worked on the games was in the chat and was, like, giving us behind-the-scenes stuff. Oh, that's cool. Um, and they mentioned that, like, they had a system in place where, like, <clears throat> you know, they had a pipeline that was just, um, you know, make the assets and basically put them into the existing engine. And then, like, every certain number of, like, meanwhile, the engineering team would be, like, working on fixes and improvements to the engine and the pipeline. And then, like, every three games or so, they would, like, dump in all the improvements. <laughs> And be that like, alright. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I'm looking, there's one game where, like, the thumbnail is just a tornado. Um, which... <laughs> uh, Nancy Drew, Trial of the Twister. That sounds like a Goosebumps game, to, or a Goosebumps <laughs> title. Yeah, so that one, might, that one might be going on my list. Yeah. I'm trying to, like, front load the older games so that I don't then play a bunch of the newer ones and then get frustrated going yeah, back to the older you're, games. you're missing all the quality of life stuff, yeah. Yeah. Um, the, I want to say that the the person mentioned that, like, they would have, like, the, the woman who did the Nancy Drew voice acting just come in and, like, uh, do, like, one or two days worth of sessions, like a few hours, and record all of the lines for the game. Yeah, yeah, that makes that, sense. And that's like, then you then you have all basically all the voice you need, and a lot of stuff that can just be reused. I've been watching. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, like, uh, there's one streamer I don't who, think who it does works that way. And yeah, <laughs> the one the one that I always hear is, it's locked. <laughs> yep, and it's the same in every game. Um, yep. which is fine. You gotta, you know, there's, like, no sense in re-recording it if you don't, if you don't have to. Why would you, why would you bother? As they say on Mostly Walking, I don't want to mess up my blade. I don't want to mess up my blade, yeah, no kidding. I mean, the Grim Fandango is such a goofy game. <laughs> yeah, like, for sure. He has to have a blade because he's a Grim Reaper, but a blade is a really useful tool. <laughs> that he never uses, yep. Yep. Blade or any kind of like long thin stick uh, can do so many things in an adventure game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they've uh, the the game that they are forever brainstorming on, mostly walking as the like you know ultimate adventure game. Um, I think one of the ideas they had was like 
you should have like a hammer or something and it's just the backup solution to every problem. <laughs> like if you if you can't get through a thing and it, it's stuck, you just smash it apart with the hammer and <laughs> that's fine. Isn't, isn't that full throttle? Where you uh, solve everything by kicking? I I think they played full throttle. And yeah, it, they did. It had it had a lot of like weird moon logic-y stuff from what I remember. Um like it did have some some things like that. Man, I barely remember them playing that. Like I have a vague memory of the art style in like one or two locations, and that's pretty much it. I should go back and rewatch that. It's a cool game if you ignore the biker fights. <laughs> Fair. Oh man. The uh I don't know. Oh, I, I, I was like, how, how did my brain jump to the Sam and Max games? Because the, they had like some car fights in the recent ones that made me think of that. Um, those recent, the more recent Sam and Max games are also real good. Um, real solid jokes. Real, whoever they have is are like real good comedy writers. <laughs> you know, I don't know that I've ever played a single Sam and Max game, unfortunately. No? Yeah, me neither. Have you watched any of the Mostly Walking playthroughs? A little bit, yeah. I, I think they did one of the old ones at one mm -hmm. point, um, which had the infamous uh, appearance of Doug the Mole Man. Um, and then they played one of the, the more modern ones, which is, like, real good for, you know... Uh, well, I was gonna say I said I was gonna say for a recently made adventure game, as though adventure games have somehow gotten worse, which is not the case. Um, but yeah, it was real good and real solid, uh, some real solid comedy writing. But yeah, the, the original when they played like, um, whatever, Sam and Max hit the road. Thank you. Um, Sam and Max hit the road, uh, has a character in it that you, you find at one point called Doug the Mole Man. And Doug the Mole Man happens to be a Day9 TV subscriber. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. who had, had been there for like like literally years at that point like maybe like <laughs> nearly a decade like a really really long time and uh well probably not that long I actually don't know how long Twitch subscriptions have been a thing but anyway had been there for a really long time and none of them knew going into it that Doug the Mole Man was a character from Sam and Max so they just got to that scene and they were like Wait a minute. <laughs> That's funny. It was, it was, it was, yeah. Like apparently, so Sean, yeah, you should watch the clip because Sean launches into a whole story about like, uh, you know, having having talked to Doug and like getting I sort of talked weird... to Doug. Like when I was still on Twitter, like a, a while ago, like we've had several conversations. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I, I don't think I ever saw that clip. That's really, that's great. Yeah. It's in it's in the episode that um, I think Lee and uh, Sean Plot did by themselves when Seanbo was not there that day, unfortunately. Um, mm -hmm. So if you find that episode, I want to say it's like the second episode of that playthrough, but I could be wrong. Um, but yeah, find that day, go to the section where they're at the like carnival circus type place and they go into the like tunnel of love type attraction. Um, and it's it's in there. Sure. It's a cute clip. I recommend it. <laughs> Anywho, uh, should we talk about the game? I think we can talk about the game. Let's do it. All right. So uh, for this game, we played Huchel uh, by Amanita Design, um, which we have played a number of their games before, at least two, um, uh, released in 2018. And uh, Amanita, you may know previously from Machinarium, Botanicula, Creeks, uh, the Samorost games. Um, they also have, like, I think a little mobile one called Pilgrims. Um, not, like, the most prolific studio, but they do have a, a good handful. And uh, <clears throat> I don't know. This feels very, like, quintessentially of the studio, <laughs> this yeah, one. Yeah, it's so... Uh I, I'm just going to put it out there. It's Botanicola. It's very similar. Basically, yeah. It It is very similar. I will say I think I like Botanicula better. Um, 
And just just for the simple reason that it felt like Botanicula had a through line, like it had like yes. a plot, and the, the plot allowed it to go like you know kind of weirdly dark in certain places, um, in a way that like provided some variety. Whereas this just feels more like like watching a sketch comedy show. <laughs> it's just like a series of scenes. Yeah, the the thing that I kept coming back to um, as I played this was that it. It feels like they have taken several scenes out of um, like old Tom and Jerry cartoons and put them through the like absurdist filter and then stitched them back together. Yeah, it really feels like like Tom and Jerry with an absurdist bent because like they're enemies, but they're not really enemies. There's a lot of like like very slapstick physical comedy. Like he's being severely hurt, but it's funny and it yeah. doesn't really affect him. Yep, yeah, he gets pancaked, he gets limbs torn off, you know, all the all the things. Um but the uh um I was going to say so what I, what what we mean for for anybody who hasn't played uh an Amanita game before, um what we mean by like uh quintessentially um <laughs> quintessentially Amanita is that a lot of their games are Sort of like you it might say puzzle game on the label. I don't know if they even market them as puzzle games, but it's it's really just kind of an interactive toy. Like the puzzle elements are very, very light, and it's more just to like click things and cute things happen until something happens that makes it move forward. Yeah, at least for like this game. And yeah. like Otto Nicola and Samarost for sure. Yeah. Um, games like uh, Creeks leaned more into like actual puzzle mechanics, and uh, Machinarium leans more into like adventure game stuff. Um, yeah, but like this, this is sort of feels like the core of their brand, which is these little interactive toys. Um, and it's it's a short game; it's like two hours, so it's a series of like weird, fun, goofy animation, slapstick animations for two hours. Um, and the the premise is that you are Huchel, um, who is which I believe is the Czech word for like um, dust bunny. Basically, it's like a little like soot ball. Um, okay, I was I was wondering because I looked up like a translation and it gave me a weird verb that didn't seem like it had anything <laughs> to do with anything. So I was like, mm, I'm not gonna trust Google on this one. <laughs> yeah, um, I I'm I'm giving this, like, secondhand from what I remember my mom telling me when it came out. Um, also, I'm looking at the, uh, I'm looking at the, like, images of it on, on Google now, and they swapped the color palette at some point. He used to be uh, a little black dust ball with an orange hat, and he's an orange dust ball with a black hat now. Um... I wonder if it oh. looked too much like awkward like blackface makeup with that. Yeah, now that I'm now that I'm looking at the like I linked a walkthrough um in the Discord just so that we can like jog our memories of what the actual like scenes are. And the the, the thumbnail for that shows him as a black black dot with, with an orange hat. Mm-hmm. And I like I did not even clock that. Yeah, I, I just found an article from uh uh, online that's, uh, you know, Samaras developers redesign Kuchel to avoid blackface comparisons. Well, there you go. There you go. Because um, it's not, like, it's clearly not intended to be a blackface thing, but it is a, like, a little character with, like, giant lips. <laughs> and, like, that's, like, his his feature of note. So if it's, like, you know, an all-black character with sort of big orangey-red lips you're going to get that comparison. So I can see why they did the palette swap. Yeah, it makes sense. Also, um, also in looking at the Google results, they do give the name a name to the little pink guy. Oh, yeah? Which is apparently Kekel, K-E-K-E-L. I don't know if that's... Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know if that also means a cute thing. <laughs> Mom is not here for me to ask. That's fair, yeah. I, I You know, so the the way that, like dialogue i'm saying i'm making air quotes as i say dialogue is it's like kind of just little babbling like vocalizations that repeat that Mm -hmm. that convey like the tone of what he's saying yeah um but one of the words that like nonsense words that shows up 
in those little dialogue lines often is, I think, Gingerbub. And for some reason, I got it into my head that the little pink guy's name was Gingerbub. I'm like, that's just what he's called now. <laughs> Gingerbub is a great name. It would Gingerbub also be, is a pretty good name. It would be a great name for an orange cat. Oh, Garth, is that going to be your new name? <laughs> Gingerbub? It would be a good nickname for Garth. He's asleep. He doesn't care. Um, anyway. But yeah, so there's a you are you are this little like soot ball thing in an acorn hat and uh who really 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 loves cherries and is constantly trying to get at this cherry and there is a little pink lizard mouse thing that is stealing your cherry and running away. Technically, the first thing that steals your cherry is like a giant hand that just like plucks the cherry from off screen. Um, but you and the lizard are both constantly fighting over... I say lizard. You and Kekel are constantly fighting over trying to get the, the cherry. And usually Kekel grabs it and like carries it to the next screen. It is, it is as you say, a very Tom and Jerry sort of vibe. Mm -hmm. It's a very Ice Age vibe. It's, that's true, with the little guy who chases the nut. Yeah. Um, Huchel is uh, very, very strong. Very good at jumping and very angry. <laughs> just, just yeah. a gr grumpy little, just a grumpy little man. <laughs> um, it's uh, yeah. And so in each scene, there'll be like some setup where um, this is one thing I will say. This game probably has over Botanicula is that in Botanicula you would get to a scene and it would be like, I have no idea what this goal is. Like I'm just gonna click around until I find what I'm supposed to be interacting with. In this, it's like, they they establish the idea that, like, goal is cherry. Goal is always cherry. Get the cherry. So you always sort of know, like, what you're trying to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the number and of things... And then you have no idea what's, what you should <laughs> click on. Yeah, exactly. The, the, the number of things you can interact with in most scenes is also pretty limited. Um, so it's... Except uh, for the first scene. Uh, well, yeah, I, but that's like to teach you, you know, to click on a bunch of things. And there are there are a handful. I would say in the I don't know how many. There's like twenty something levels in this, maybe. Um, <laughs> click through to the end of the walkthrough and see if you can figure out how many levels. But there's only like probably half a dozen or fewer act what I would call actual puzzles in the game. Yeah. Um, where you you know actually have to think about like what the situation is and do the sequence of events in the correct order um to make the thing happen uh other than that there it's punctuated but with a lot of like just click through this thing until you've finished clicking through it and an oca occasional like um more actiony mini game type things mm -hmm. like some light platforming there's a flappy bird segment at one point yeah. <laughs> um there's like a an angry birds like slingshotting segment there's they do game yeah, yeah they do like pac-man space invaders and um tetris. tetris tetris yeah that was a fun sequence yeah kind of a cute thing and uh yeah it has like Despite it not really having a story, they do put a thing onto it at the very end that's like loosely narrative. But like I, I almost hesitate to. I, I get, it does make the ending feel like marginally more um, high stakes than everything else. Um, like I don't know yeah. if you've ever seen uh, interest graphs, but it's like a way of graphing sort of the tension of a narrative over the course of the narrative, like mm -hmm. over time. Um, and usually you get, you know, you get these peaks and valleys, but you get an overall upward trend uh, kind of thing. Um, and, you know, obviously, like you want you want some valleys, so you have some downtime to breathe and you want like the peak, the highest peak of action to come at the climax of the movie, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but in this, basically, the interest graph for this game would be, like, pretty much a flat line the entire time with a tiny little, like, upward ramp or, like, upward jump right at the end. Yeah. Because <clears throat> um, the, the stakes are always just get cherry. And <laughs> the stakes at the very end is, like, another larger uh, Hugel, maybe Hugel's brother, question mark? Um, 
is like taunting you and you you have to sort of get back at him and that's it that's the that's the whole story i mean i will say <clears throat> it's it's nice that the whole time um you know apart from apart from keckle like stealing the cherry and running away there, you do have these like big hands coming in and just taking the cherry and it's like what is this fucking guy's problem and you do find out at the end what his fucking problem is yep his brain's and it is, not right i know it is just his brain is turned to to angry when it should be turned to happy yeah exactly i can speaking of happy like i can sort of see how you get from this to happy game like I haven't played Happy Game, but from looking at the the like trailers and footage, it looks like it's just the horror version of this. Mm -hmm. Um and I can see the path from here to there. Right? Like it is all kind of fun, goofy slapstick stuff, but like some of it's a little dark <laughs> occasionally. Like some of the slapstick you're like, "Hmm, that's a uh... It's actually kind of distressing if you think about it too long. Let's not yeah. think about that too long. <laughs> yeah. I like the one where you have to, like, smash an egg in the face with a spoon, for instance. Yeah, that one was definitely something. Um, or the one where they're, where um, Chuchel and, and Keckle are both in, like, beakers and they're being experimented on. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, there's also a bunch of like little achievements you can get as you go through the game, um, I, of which I think I got three by just natural force of things, and I, I did not go achievement hunting. The only one I'm sad I missed is that there's one for figuring out how to eat the blueberry, but I never figured out how to eat the blueberry before I, I figured out the solution for the puzzle, so. Oh, yeah. I, um, I don't even, I don't even, I didn't even look at, like, what achievements I did get. And I'm not going to do it now. <laughs> There's only seven, I think. Oh, okay. So, I mean, it's a short game, so there wouldn't be a lot. Um, so, I mean, you know, I got three, so that's basically half of them. Good for you. Uh, but it's just, you know, for like, I think there's one for like, um, talking to a thing a certain number of times. One of them you might just get uh, at the beginning um, for doing the first puzzle. Um, but it makes a little cherry icon pop up, and that feels nice. Yeah. Um, there was something else I was going to say about... Oh, I had this, the, the thing was when you were talking about, like, the recurring thing with the hand. Um, another recurring thing they do is, like, drop the title in a book. Yeah. Which I did not fully get <laughs> as a thing. Yeah, I, I forgot that they did that. Yeah, um, not... Not at the end of, like, every little vignette, but a lot of them will just, like, it just acts as, like, a title card. I don't know, it's interesting. Yeah, and, like, when it first dropped in, I'm like, oh, okay, like, here's the, that was the cold open, like, this is the title card. But then it happens, like, every five levels or something, and I'm like, oh, I, I guess this is just a thing they do. It really yeah. increases that feeling of, like, sketch comedy show, where it's like, mm -hmm. no, this is just, like, this is just a not, no particular order sequence of things that happens. Yeah, yeah, basically. Um, but as usual, you know, it has the the very cute Amanita art that feels very like quintessentially Czech to me. Um, it doesn't have the the one of the other things I really loved about Botanicula was I think all of the sounds in Botanicula were just mouth based, which is someone making weird noises. Uh, whereas this one has like a mixture of sounds, which are fine, like they're good, and you know they. Very evocative and stuff, but there was something like incredibly charming about the uh, the silly mouth noises in Botanicula that I missed. There's there's one sound that I kept hearing in this one that's like, I think probably the uh, the first, maybe not the first time, but the the time that I remember hearing it is like in the Tetris segment when they start dropping bombs and they start exploding, and it's like the the crunchiest most like messed up deep fried sounding like sound clip of an explosion happening <laughs> that like you don't like fully process how it sounds in context but if you listen to it it's like what a shitty clip that they definitely used on purpose <laughs> yeah. and like probably intentionally fucked up to make it sound funnier yeah yeah it's uh 
they have a they, there's a very specific um I don't I hesitate to call it tone. I guess style. I feel like associated with the Amanita games mm-hmm. um that is some combination of like the visuals and the audio and just like the approach to games in general that's like you know when a thing is a nominated game and this is like dripping in that yeah definitely like yeah this one i think botanicula happy game um and samrost are all like the big the big ones and then machinarium's got a little bit of a different feel um creeks definitely what what's the other ones pilgrims definitely yeah i haven't played pilgrims i still have I. Do, but um Pilgrims looks like it is also kind of a, like, interact you know, with things to make fun things happen a little bit. Um, but, yeah, Creeks Creeks did have some fun, weird little critters in it. But, yeah, it had a more of a, um, like, a labyrinth, dark crystal, kind of Jim Henson uh, leaning vibe slightly. Mm-hmm. Whereas this is like, nope, it's it's the it's a weird little guy. <laughs> That's it's just yep. it's yeah. much, just, just a pissed weird, off little guy. Amanita's weird pissed off little guy. And I think especially this game is very scaled down. Like there's very few things for each segment. Mm-hmm. And like shorter segments, and then you move on and completely reset. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, I'm trying to decide if I feel like it's too long. Um, cause I, I did feel like I was kind of like, wait, you know, waiting to get to the end of it. But I think that might just have been the, the pressure of playing it for the podcast. Um, yeah. I think I will say, like, when I when I went into the game the first time and like paused it and it does show you a little bar along the bottom um of like progress of you know how many scenes you've made it through and i looked at that at the very beginning and i was like oh my god like i know this is not a long game but that's so much to get through <laughs> yeah um, and i i think the um i think the level of involvement being pretty widely varied between sequences really helps because yeah. you know you'll 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 do one that is like actually kind of puzzly and you'll be there for a little while but then you'll just like zip through three or four in yep. no time and it's like okay actually i feel like i'm making progress um yeah, you're, you're never doing one thing for too long like maybe i just with the uh with the guy where you're like pulling all those hats out of his mouth and it's like yeah. it, I, I i was like waiting for the like puzzle to show up and it's like no you're just pulling a bunch of hats out of this guy's mouth like, yeah all right. this the same with the little skeleton guy, um, which uh, oh, I think yeah. you you collide with the skeleton guy, mm-hmm. um, and he's only got one eye, so his one eye pops out of his skull, and you drop the cherry, and like they're you're both basically just like trying to find your item. I think because he's lost his sight, and then I think his hat like falls down over yeah, your head he, or something. Yeah, he loses. So because you both have hats, and I think your hat falls as well. Oh, so yeah, you yeah. both lose your hat. And then like his head comes unattached from his body. And I think he also loses his shoes. Because I think Huchel is wearing the shoes in one sequence. Yeah, it, it basically just becomes like a like almost like a Scooby-Doo gag where like they're they're going through the doorways in different configurations but it's just you know going in and out of the screen and it's like you know yeah. his they've like swapped arms they've swapped body parts they've swapped clothes they're riding one is riding on the other you know yeah. or a piece of the other and yeah yeah and there's not not really like a lot to do in this sequence it's just a weird little animation yeah um but it's it's fun and cute and if you want to spend 2 hours with some cute animations like you could do worse. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you could do a lot worse than any Amanita game if you just want to look at some cute animations. Yeah. Yeah. I can really like I personally prefer something like Creeks with a bit more like puzzly. Yeah. But I can see someone really liking this. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if it if it would like maybe also like hit real well for like a younger person playing it. Like if you're like a pretty little kid and you you're not, you know, 
good enough at game puzzles yet to like want like difficult puzzles. Um, I wonder if this would be, um, you know, entertaining. Maybe I should focus test this game on my nieces and nephews. <laughs> yeah, do it. One thing I do have a gripe with with this game, and I think it's the same for both Nicola. I don't really remember. Just put in a normal like settings menu. Yeah, yeah. Rather than yeah. having it be all visual, like pictorial. Yeah, and like sound was really loud for me. How do I turn down sound? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, and I'm I'm sure it's because they're a Czech studio and they don't want to spend money on localization for literally everywhere else in the world because nobody else speaks Czech. Um, but yeah, no, it would be... So, sometimes it feels like slightly abstract where I'm like, okay, I'm going to quit the game. I think this is the button where I do that. <laughs> like, the, yeah. yeah? Yes, the happy checkmark one, maybe? Yeah, okay. Yeah. There, yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm even thinking about, like, other games that don't have any text, really, and, like, there are better ways to do it. Like, Dropsy did it, um, and Dropsy was a lot clearer, <laughs> I think, with their settings menus. Um, but, That's yeah. Um, yeah, it's a it's a real short game, and I think, and a real simple game, so we don't have a ton to say about it. Um, which we knew was going to be the case going into this. But, like, honestly, I'm glad we played this one, because this has been on my list to play for a long time, just because I I am a sucker for cute stuff. Um, so I'm glad. I'm glad that, well, like, I had an excuse to just be like, oh yeah, let's play yeah. this game. Yeah, that's fair. Um, it makes me I think didn't... a little bit of... Um, did you ever play the and I think we've talked about this before on the pod, but um, did you ever play the old Grow games? Yes. The Flash games? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where, like, the you would just, you would, the there was a, a receptacle, and you had, like, 12 things, and you dragged them to the receptacle, and then fun things would happen based on the order in which you dragged stuff. Um, and your goal was to make, like, the most things happen in one sequence, so to find the correct order of the 12 items. But even incorrect orders sometimes had, like, fun, weird side effects um, that you didn't predict. And to some extent, like, messing around with some of these puzzles feels like that. Feels like, like, I I know this is probably not going to do it. I just want to see the fun, weird thing that's going to happen when I make, when I click this button. Yeah, especially on screens where they intentionally give you a lot of interact options. Mm-hmm. Um, with with the idea just being like you're gonna click through these and eventually like you'll just do something that's none of these options and that's like you just have to do things enough times for the correct option to be available. But in those cases, man, I'm even I'm still clicking on everything um, yeah. that I know won't work just because I want to see it happen. Yep. <laughs> also, can I say I really want the new grow game. Yeah, right. It would be it would be really cool if those still exist. I guess they they pr- kind of died with the death of Flash, right? Yeah, I think they also like they kept putting out games really fast, and it you got you seen them. Yeah. Yeah, but like grow grow was fun. It was a fun little diversion. Like it was nothing super ambitious, but it was. Uh... They were they were good little toys. I miss such things. Uh, anyway, uh, final thoughts on on Hugel? Cute game. Cute game. Buy it. Buy it on sale and and have a nice couple hours. Yeah, there was there was an Amanita sale a while back, and I think like a lot of us got this for like two dollars or something. Um, I think it's it's not even that expensive like normally, so it's like five dollars normally or something like that. Yeah, it's not much. Ten even just buy it on on not sale. Yeah, it's ten dollars normally, but like yeah, Amanita does have sometimes have sales where things go like crazy cheap. Um, so if you if you want to. Um, I forgot about the sequence where you're 
firing little ink blots at and that knocking, was a great one. Knocking like a hundred things out of the air. That yeah. was good. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll amend what I said. Don't if if you want to play this game, don't even wait until it's on sale. Ten bucks is like a movie ticket, and you're you're getting the same like time basically out of this. So it's it's definitely worth it. Yeah. And it you will can... not change your life, but it will be a good two hours. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's Huchel. Uh Next up, we are going to be playing another short one. Uh, we're going to be playing Venba uh, by Visai Games. Um, it is a like sort of uh, intimate short story game um, about... Uh, a an Indian immigrant family moving to Canada, um, and told mostly through the lens of food and cooking. Um, it remind I I have seen a playthrough of this. I'm gonna probably get it and play it anyway. Um, it's only like an hour and a half long. If you have Game Pass, it's on Game Pass. Um, but it is uh reminds me a, a lot of Florence, which I think we p- played for. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've been seeing this game, and I always thought, thought mm, looks like Florence. It is. It is like Florence, but it is telling a slightly different story than Florence, and I think that's where yes. it. Um, and also, I saw the uh, the Wholesome Games uh, logo come up um, at the end of it, which is a a community that is. Uh, I don't know if they like are officially a publisher now, possibly. Um, but even if, if not, they, I know them mostly as like a, a game dev dev community on discord, um, that just focuses around like games about wholesome thing. And this is a game about like family and food and the immigrant experience. And, uh, yeah, I think it'll be worth playing. Plus the art style is, is real neat. Um, yeah. So I do like, I do like how it looks. Yeah. That's the thing. So that's um, that one's only like an hour and a half. So you know, if you haven't had a lot of time to play games lately, here's one to here's one to play. Or or play this while you're um, deep in the Nancy Drew hole. Or maybe play it um, in between playing Alan Wake two next week, <laughs> which I want to do, but I don't think it'll run on my computer. No, poor Probably, I know. I guess I'll just wait for the boyfriend to buy it on console and play it on console. That's yeah, I was plan. about to say, don't you have a PlayStation Five? Yeah, I don't. Mm, I don't like playing shooters on console. I like having a mouse. No, me neither. That's fair. I know. I know. But uh, needs must. Yeah. If I gotta do it, I gotta do it. I do think um, Venba. If you don't like, uh, you know, if you don't mind paying for it instead of just playing it on on Game Pass, I think it is also on the Switch. If you would rather like play it in the living room or whatever, mm. yeah, that's true. Just uh, remember uh, to do your research. Yeah, remember to do your remember to do your research. Always do your research on Switch games. Yep, I learned that the hard way with Genesis Noir. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, it looks like from their listing, they're on Switch, PS5, and Xbox One. Uh, and the X, Xbox X and S. Um, so yeah, you can get it for PC, especially if you uh, want to play it on Game Pass. You can do that on Xbox or on PC. Um, but I think it's, uh, it's, I'm assuming it's probably not super expensive if you want to play it on Switch. Yeah, probably not. I will look it up right now. Uh... It's on sale on Switch right now. Oh, 15%. It's normally seventeen dollars. Okay. Yeah. It's, um. Yes. Normally fifteen US. Uh. And then it's twelve seventy four right now. Uh. According to uh Nintendo Switch online page. So yeah. Cute. Cute game. Uh. I'm. I'm excited to to play and talk about it. It may also end up being a short episode, but we'll see. It it definitely doesn't hurt our ability to get these out in a timely fashion <laughs> to play shorter games. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. I, I that's that's fine. I have no problems with this. We could save the big long games for 
big long times when we don't have yeah when we don't have stuff happening yeah we will probably need something for christmas break maybe we can play raft or something yeah i would play raft i would play raft for sure all right but for now we're playing venba so go check out venba uh and if you would like to talk about venba like come discuss it with us uh you can do so on our discord um we are always happy to have people uh, come and check us out. Uh, I believe the Discord is linked on our link tree. It is. It is linked on our link tree. Um, so you can find it there. Um, and the link tree is link... <sighs> link tree, link tree. I still don't know how to say it. Slash Feedback Force Podcast. Feedback Force Podcast is the important part that you have to remember to get to yeah. the link tree. If you um, Google link tree Feedback Force Podcast, you will find us. You will find it. Yep. And... Um, the now defunct, maybe I should just take off the Twitter link, because I don't, I don't yeah, post on Twitter at all. I, I might say, just get rid of that. If you're, not, if you're not posting the episodes on Twitter anymore, then probably we shouldn't have that link. Yeah, I should probably just get rid of that. Um, but that's there, the Spotify link is there, the SoundCloud link is there, and I forgot to do it, but I will link to Kyla's Instagram, which is now Escher's Instagram. Yes, it is now, it is now Instagram.com slash EscherTheGecko, because I figured since I only post pictures of him, it felt weird to have my name on it, <laughs> so. Um, yeah. What you should do is, like, make one last Twitter post with, like, a link to the link tree and be like, we haven't stopped recording, we've just, we're no longer posting the episodes on Twitter, here you go. That's not a bad idea, I might just do that. In case anybody listens to one of our old episodes and goes to Twitter looking for us. Yeah, that's a good call. Um, but yeah, if you want to find us currently, go to the link tree, come come hang out in Discord. It's a better place to chat anyway. More more private, less less randos just seeing everything you post. Yeah, it really uh, is. Only us randos. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what you want. Yep. Uh so yeah. Any other plugs before we go? Um no. I think that's Oh yeah, I plugged. I did plug uh, Escher's uh, Escher's new Instagram, <laughs> new old Instagram. It's the same Instagram. It's got all the same pictures of Escher the Gecko. It's now just Instagram.com/slash/EscherTheGecko. Escher is in uh, MC Escher, so you know with a CH. By Wintermore yeah. Tactics Club. By Wintermore Tactics Club. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Cool. Uh, if I if I just Google Escher the Gecko. Uh, I get lots of pictures of uh, Escher's tessellations of geckos. Oh, yeah, which is uh, which is why why I named him Escher in the first place. So I suppose that's just as well. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, have a great two weeks, everybody. Yep. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening, and uh, bye-bye. bye bye. Bye.